1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast.
2: This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. John Kirby, JayhawkSlant.com joins us. He was at the KU Media uh, availability today on his way back, battled thunderstorms. Glad you're okay, John. I hope you uh, eventually got home safely. It sounds like you did. So what is the tone this week? This is not unexpected for KU to be a part of a big game because of last year and this year. What is the mood of the tone in Lawrence, in your opinion?
0: Yeah, I think it's positive. You know, they're 5-2. and two. They're another win, you know, another win away from going to a bowl game, which, guys, some people just don't believe this statistic. Kansas has only been to back-to-back bowl games one time in the history of their, of their program, okay? So if they get another win that will be the second time that they've been bowl eligible in back-to-back years. So, you know, I, I look at it as they're still ahead of schedule. I mean, they're 5-2. and two. When you look back at their schedule and you saw who they're playing, 5-2, and two, most Kansas fans would have taken it. I, I just think things are upbeat. I think coming off of a bye week, uh, Lance Leipold used the word refreshed. And, you know, talking to the coordinators today, you know, I think it's given them an extra week, start implementing some plans early. So, so I took everything as uh, – everything's pretty upbeat. John, um,
1: they don't have Jalen Daniels, and who knows uh, when they will. But what has been Jason Bean's biggest growth over these few weeks? Where it was it was fifty fifty last year if he was in the game that they were going to win, uh, and now it appears that they've at least figured out how to navigate the the non Jalen Daniels offense.
0: Yeah, they you know they got good practice in it last year. You know a lot of people forget. the the big game last year was TCU at home ESPN game day brought their crew there. It was a top 25 matchup and Jalen Daniels got hurt at the very end of the first half and KU had three points. Okay. The offense was struggling. Jason Bean comes in in the second half. He throws for 250 yards, four touchdowns and they, it's a great game. It goes down to the wire. And then the next week, Jason Bean goes to Norman and the offense puts up 42 points. He, you know, they look real good. So, He's been in this offense. It might change a little bit what they do schematically, but they figured out what they're doing with him. I mean, listen, guys, last week in Stillwater in their last game, Jason Bean throws for 410 yards and five touchdowns. So, you know, Leipold said uh, in his press conference that he's had some national guys reach out to him and say that they think Bean's the best backup in the country. So, you know, it's a pretty nice luxury to have him back.
3: Yeah, he's super experienced. I mean, having that, that time at North Texas as well prior to KU, I think really benefited all the snaps he's got in Lawrence alone. I mean, yeah, he's got to be, if not the best, he's, he's arguably the best and, and certainly one of the most experienced backup quarterbacks I think at this point in the country Uh, but John just what is the feeling around the the absence of Jalen Daniels obviously it's disappointing you don't have your star quarterback especially in a year where you're set up to have this guy you know lead you to the promised land but um, obviously there's no answers right now as to a return but just what is sort of the feel about the fact that he's been unavailable for the most part this year
0: you know, it, it started, guys, I, I think the field started in fall camp, okay? He missed the last couple weeks, a key stretch of fall camp. And that's where Bean took over the reps. And then the backup to Bean is a kid named Cole Ballard, who is the who is a preferred walk-on. His dad's the general manager of the, the Indianapolis Colts. So he came in in June and quickly moved ahead of some other guys. So those are your first and those are your first and second guys right now. So uh, I think there would be some real nervousness, not not to say Ballard can't get it done, but if, if Jason Bean were to get hurt and you've got to go with the kid you know who just showed up on campus in June who was a preferred walk-on. But I think the fans and the people around the program have kind of gotten used to it like I was just referring to because they've seen this story before, okay? I mean, Jalen Daniels as a freshman, you know, got dinged up, and then last year he got hurt, and then this year he's missed time. And, you know, it's just been an unfortunate thing. And, you know, I I think it's it's his lower back, what they've told us, or somewhere in the back. So, you know, hopefully he can get healthy. And Lance said he's starting to do some more things, and he's progressing.
1: John, uh, what do you think is the thing they can they can do against Oklahoma that Oklahoma's going to have a trou- trouble
0: stopping? I think they can run the football. And, and I know Oklahoma's pretty good against the run, but Kansas runs the football well. Now, against Oklahoma State, they just flat out said, Kansas, you're not going to run the ball. And they stacked the box with everybody they could, and they did shut down the run game. But Bean still threw for 400 yards. So – I think Kansas can run the football. You know guys, it's one of the hot topics right now is this this weather that that keeps changing and now the latest forecast they're saying 46 degrees for a high on Saturday with some winds and possible 60% chance of rain now. So, you know, that that could be a big factor, but I think Kansas can run the football and they've just Kansas has got to take care of the In space defensively, that's where Oklahoma State got them, those little passes out in the flat where the wide receivers take a two-yard pass and turn it into a 14-yard game. Kansas has got to play better in space. But I watched Central Florida last week, and Central Florida's defensive front, when they're healthy, they're pretty good. And they, they got a bye week to get healthy, and then they got a couple guys back on defense And I thought they played really well against Oklahoma. So, you know, Kansas is going to look at that film, what Central Florida did, and maybe try to mimic that a little bit. But, you know, I think we're trending toward a sellout crowd. you got the Fox Game Day studios coming. I really think the Jayhawks are going to be ready to play in this one.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that it would probably end up being a sellout because I saw a note or two from some radio guys in in Kansas City that perhaps there was a concern. But I can't imagine, especially with Oklahoma, they're going to bring their contingent to what a great – and just to think about, John, so many games that the stands were empty and what they've been able to get to now the last couple of years.
0: Well, I think that's – you know, the attendance is such a hot topic. It's every week. It's on our message boards, wherever you go. Is this game going to sell out? What's the crowd going to be like? You know, guys, you got to look back at this, okay? And, and I see both sides of the story here. You know, everybody says, well, hey, they're turning it around. You know, the fans need to be there and support it, and they do. But also, they went 14 years of never winning more than three games in the season. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, you lose a lot of fans. I don't care whether you call them fair-weather fans or not or what the term is. When you go that long without having any success, you lose your fan base. I mean, it, m- most anybody would, Even a, even a great program – Sure, there, there's going to be people in the seats, but there may not be as many. So I, I think that I really think the fans have supported. It. There were several sellouts last year. I think this game will sell out. I still think you got a couple more that will sell out. And if you look back at this, you're probably going to have seven or eight sellouts in two years, which at Kansas is not bad at all, considering the, the recent history.
3: Yeah, not at all. Yeah. It's- it takes more than a couple of years to erase 14 years, right? I mean, It takes, it takes a little bit of time to ramp everybody's uh, beliefs back up, but Lance Leipold certainly seems to be uh, doing that job at a, at a very high level right now. What jumps off the page to you about Oklahoma? I mean, they've got a fun offense, when it's, especially when it's clicking, great quarterback. The defense really is the story, though. What, from a Kansas point of view, do you think is the, the biggest concern or wonder about how this game might play out on Saturday?
0: Well, offensively, they, they do worry you because Kansas has had trouble in space. And that's one thing Oklahoma will do. They get that they you know, they're up there snapping that ball every fifteen seconds and they're running to the line and they start getting you winded and they start getting the ball out quick and they let their, their skill players do some things in space. You know, watching Oklahoma, you know, they've always had some of those big nasty linemen just watching them here lately I didn't don't know if maybe the inside guys are quite as physical and, and will maul you like they did. I, I don't know if their running game is good, but you know, when you look back at Texas, Gabriel led the team in rushing, ran for over 100 yards. So, again, those are things that worry me, worry me about the Jayhawks because they've improved defensively. They're more physical, but I still don't know if they're a whole lot more athletic than they were last year. So, playing in space is a concern. And then when when they're on when they're on offense, they've got to run the football. That that is really what they can do. You know, Bean can get a little bit of option going in Andy Kotelnicki's system. They've got two really good running backs. I mean, that, Neil and Highshaw may be the best one-two punch in the Big Twelve. I mean, a little bit different styles, but but they get the job done. Highshaw's a physical runner. So if Kansas can get that going, and you get a little bit of cold weather coming in there, and they start milking that clock, I think it's going to be a good one. John, do you, do you have any
1: worries as, you know, Lance Leipold, you know, Michigan State or a job that might open up that would would come and get him? Or do you think that he is um, kind of like Matt Campbell at Iowa State right now where things are kind of going his way and to and to upset the apple car for him professionally might not be the right time to do that?
0: Well, you know, guys, there, there's a few things in play here with that, okay? I mean, money talks, right? So, I mean, if it got, let's say Michigan State really wanted to go after Lance bolt. I don't know that there's a lot Kansas can do financially. I mean, Michigan State can go pay their guy $9 million. And and I don't know that Kansas can do that. So if it becomes a financial thing, there are some battles Kansas won't win. But you got to look, you know, there's stadium renovations going on. that are going to be hundreds of millions worth of dollars that's going on right now. They're going to break ground in six weeks. On this new football stadium, it's going to be like a—they're uh, calling it the Gateway District, okay—and it's it's very nice. We've seen all the drawings. We were there at the press conference when they announced it back in August. Lance Leipold, you know, he's got his fingerprints on that. They just redid the locker room. They just redid the weight room. They're going to be doing the redoing the football complex. Lance Leipold has a chance to make—I don't want to say he has a chance. This is his program, okay. He calls the shots. He runs his program. He oversees it, and, and I, just, I I don't mean it like nobody messes with him, but nobody messes with him, all right? I mean, this is – I don't know how many places he can go where he is, he is the boss, and, and he has control of what he does. He's building something here. I know his son, Landon, is a junior. I've heard he likes it in Lawrence. He's a starter on the football team there in Lawrence, a, a really good program. I've heard the family likes it there. So, you know, right, right now I would feel good. If a Michigan State came calling, I feel strong that, you know, Lance would definitely stay in Lawrence right now. But that's my feeling. Wisconsin and Nebraska came open last year, and, you know, he signed a new seven-year deal, $5 million with, with KU last year. I mean, $5 bucks is almost double what they've ever paid any football coach in the history of their program.
2: The, uh, the way that this program has – I guess, been built by him. And there's still, as you mentioned, construction to do. There's always construction. How many years do you think they are ahead of the curve if Lance Lightpole was being honest?
0: Oh, from when he took over? Yep. Oh, yeah, they're they're ahead of the curve for sure. And, and again, we base that curve, guys, on on Kansas history, which isn't great. Okay, I mean, Glenn Mason and Mark Mangino, in my lifetime of covering Kansas football and being around it and following it since my days I was in middle school, those are the only two coaches that have ever won at Kansas. Now you can put Leipold in that category now too. So when you say ahead of the curve, I'd say he's definitely ahead of the curve. I mean he's about ready to if he can get the six wins, he's about ready to do what only one other coach in the history of the school has done and that's go to back to back bowl games. So I definitely think they're out in front. And you know, he does such a great job they're, uh, they're so structured, they're organized. If, if you saw just the way the program is run, even from their inside people, the administration, I, it's pretty impressive. It reminds me a lot of how Mark Mangino ran his program and how organized and how disciplined and structured everything was then.
2: John, appreciate it. Uh, is there, there's still KU basketball, and we know what that means. What is the juggling act right now, and how much fun will that be to have this football team for the second consecutive year locked in, and yet we also know it runs that campus in Lawrence?
0: Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a great time. I mean, if you're a Kansas fan, I mean, yeah, that's, that's several months of, of good sports running together. I mean, they haven't seen that in such a long time. You know, back in 2007, you know, they, they went to the Orange Bowl, that year and beat Virginia Tech. And in the same year, they won the national championship in basketball. So, you know, they've seen good times, but with what Lance is doing right now with that football program and with what Bill Self has done and built with the basketball program, you know, you got two guys that are going in the right direction.
2: Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Glad you were safe on your trip back to get the Lawrence, uh, back to Kansas City. John Kirby with jhawkslant.com He is so right about, when a team starts to win and everyone's like, "My God!" Every it it man, you're talking about having to almost redevelop or completely renovate a fan base that's not only the butts in the seats, but the mentality of "Don't fool us" or "We don't know if we believe you." Yet. Well, it's kind of like okay, say
1: um, you have somebody who's habitually late to work, but they're a good employee, right? You, they when they do work, they get there, but you have to lay the law down of, "Hey." You cannot be late anymore. Well, for a little while, even though they might be on time and on time and on time and doing it right, you're still going to think like, man, they were late a lot before, and so it's going to be a long time before they prove to you that they're not going to be late again. That's probably how a lot of Kansas fans feel because they're like, okay, they're enjoying it now, but you know they've got to get to the point where they trust them where the other shoe's not going to drop and they're not going go, to fall back into the abyss.
3: Yeah, I mean, it is a basketball school still. I mean, it always will be. They will always have the preference of, of fans out there. And, um, you know, there's there's never-ending buy-in there that's been established goodwill over decades of play now at this point. And, yeah, now you've got a couple of years of good football that didn't just follow bad football. It followed the worst football in the entire country. It followed scandalous football. It mm-hmm. followed just bottom of the absolute bottom-rung Brand of football there for a little while, so it's not like you're just oh well, they didn't win much. It wasn't it wasn't just that. It was they didn't win much and they were awful. I mean, lowest of the low uh, in in terms of competitiveness and just. Uh, the way a program should operate. And, you know, now Lance Leipold had to come in and basically put out fires left and right and rebuild that thing from ashes. And uh, he's doing a good job with that. But it is and will always be Mm basketball-minded. And uh, it's going to take, yeah, more than a couple of years to suddenly just jam-pack the stands. But at the same time, like, you know, you point out a tweet, which, you know... When's Twitter not complaining about something? But all due respect to the people, like, I can't believe it's not a sellout, but it was also, what, Monday, Tuesday when they posted that, and mm-hmm. here we are, and he's saying they're going to be well on their way to a sellout. So, like, you know, I mean, that, let let the week go by, but I, I know that that's been probably a concern at various other points as well. But, yeah, I, I didn't fret too much about Oklahoma being sold out. Now, it, will it be 60% Crimson? You know, that's that's the question mark. But, but yeah, that's going to take some time, and, and that's just too, like, I talked about this with uh, – I hate to always compare it to Baylor, but that's like you know, what we base it off of is um, they're going to have to convince their fans to show up to games. They won a Big 12 title 2 years ago.
1: This has been a Rogue Media Network production.